Thank you to Manscaped and Shopify for sponsoring the channel this week. More on them after the reaction. Citizens of the Reject Nation, John and Coy are back in the saddle Woo! for First Blood. Oh. We've never seen it. I have recently learned that the sequel is called First Blood Part 2. I found that <laughs> hilarious. If you also found it hilarious and also want us to potentially watch First Blood Part 2, please like, please subscribe if you're not already. Please comment below saying, hey, watch First Blood Part 2, a kind of funny named title with a lot of redundancies and numbering and... Nah. I'd like to thank the fine folks at Prepper for helping cut down these highlights, making it sing, making it have some pizzazz, just giving it that little extra oomph. Jeez. And also, if you want to watch this in its entirety, front to back, beginning to end, the entirety, all of the blood, both first, second, and third, become a patron. You see all the blood spilled, any bit of it. I assume there's more than one. I hope so. I mean, you know, grab your drop. grab your boxed set copy, mm -hmm. and, and you know you can let us know, and then you can sync up, and we can all enjoy. I mean, this is a 1982 film. In case I miss the first blood because of filming camera quality, yes. know that I made a joke going, "Oh, it's the first blood." <laughs> In advance. <laughs> right. That's when the best jokes happen. When you think of them in advance and they're off and the cuff pre-recorded. That's the intro you want. All right, let's get into it. Damn. What a monologue. That was incredible. Yeah, what a crescendo. Jesus. What a I love that the climax wasn't the explosions. Yeah, it wasn't like some massive, you know, I don't know. It was that multi combo, monologue. yeah, yeah. Like just something, yeah, real personal, real human. It's yeah, it's the reason for all this. <laughs> and the opening of the film and the end of the film are about the person. Yeah. <laughs> but we still get that moment. Yeah, you know, that guy still got his come up and it's a clear victory. When you're oh. On your own. oh, interesting. Okay, that's Richard Crenna. All right, Brian Dennehy. Brian Dennehy's in a ton of stuff. Yeah, he's not. Is he? He's the, not. He's the not the skipper on Gilligan's Island, is he? <laughs> we got to look him up after because that yeah. was what a. I was not expecting that ending. Yeah, me neither. A Damn. freeze frame look away. It's okay. It's good. Mary Balls Miss Reject Nation. You know what the funny thing is? I already owned this product before agreeing to do this partnership. I could have used my influencer ring to get it for free or at a discount. But hey, now you can get it at a discount. Because this week we are, of course, sponsored by Manscaped. As a married man who's always on the move, I value looking sharp while keeping things efficient. And that's where Manscaped's Performance Package 5.0 Ultra comes in, featuring the Lawnmower 5.0, and it is a game changer. The package is honestly a perfect gift for yourself or for another man that you might know. I'll give this to John. If anyone asks, I pay for it out of my own pocket. But no, seriously, this is easily the best because it comes with not one, but two next-gen blade heads. See the difference? It's a good thing I have two now for demonstration purposes. So you got the standard trimmer for a perfect neat trim, but this one, the new foil blade for that super smooth finish, and oh yeah. It's all about safe grooming with their advanced skin safe technology. Plus, they're waterproof, so no more crumbs on the carpet. The package also includes the Weed Whacker 2.0 for ear and nose, and I definitely use this because look at me, I'm a hairy guy. And the must-have liquid formations. The Crop Soother Aftershave Lotion and the Crop Preserver ball deodorant say goodbye to post-shave irritation and hello freshness and the ultimate cherry on top two free gifts manscapes premium boxers 2.0 and the shed 2.0 toiletry bag again i already have one the boxers i'm wearing my pair right now and the bag is perfect for all your grooming essentials as you can see so you're ready to elevate your grooming game head to manscape.com and use code rejects for a cool 20 percent off plus free shipping remember it's rejects
checks for 20% off at manscaped.com. Let's get those jingle balls holiday ready with Manscaped. Thank you to Shopify for sponsoring, which is what we use for our merch store and is our game-changing partner in e-commerce. So whether you're launching a passion project or scaling to new heights, Shopify is the e-commerce powerhouse guiding you at every step. From creating your first online store to opening physical locations, Shopify makes it seamless. It's perfect whether you're selling exclusive merch or unique collectibles, thanks to their all-encompassing platform for both online and in-store sales. Their checkout system, unmatched! It's 36% more effective at converting visitors into buyers than other platforms. And let's not forget Shopify magic, the AI tool that elevates your business with minimal effort. But seriously, reflecting on our journey using Shopify for www.rejectnationshop.com, it's been transformative. The transition, smooth, growth, exponential. Thank you again, Reject Nation. From simplifying sales to scaling our offerings, Shopify has been a cornerstone of our success. And Shopify isn't just for us. It powers 10% of US e-commerce, backing businesses big and small in over 175 countries. Their award-winning support, always there to guide you. So ready to join the revolution? Sign up for Shopify at only a dollar a month at shopify.com slash rejects, all lowercase, shopify.com slash rejects. Start your Shopify success story now. Let's grow together with Shopify, team. It is an interesting choice, too, because they let it play initially. Bruce Greenwood guards number five early wow. bruce greenwood early greens guardsman five bruce greenwood you know hey you got to start somewhere man good for buddy joe hooker richard diamond farnsworth <laughs> bruce barber benny dobbins will harper and bobby Sargent did the work absolutely excellent hey, work especially in a movie like that this. was those were some incredible stunts and michael westmore on the makeup that is a prolific hollywood makeup artist man that was incredible you know what else is incredible coy uh, is it this shirt? Oh, it might be this shirt. Guys, listen, all right. I think one thing that would have made Rambo, if I may, uh, yeah. uh, you know, speak correct Rambo? from experience, you know, I think one thing that would have made Rambo's mm-hmm. journey a little bit more palatable, a little less harsh, uh, you know, surviving the elements is if he had a soft and comfortable t-shirt he from rejectnationshop.com. He was cold. Could have been close. He could have gotten a Space mm-hmm. Babies of the Galaxy t-shirt. He mm-hmm. could have got the classic tickets. He could have got America's ass for crying he out loud. He might have not been pulled over in the first place, preventing this entire thing from happening. Well, you know, All of this destruction, damage, and carnage could yes. have been prevented with a t-shirt with a little from, uh, trip to rejectnationshop.com. So hey guys, if you want to in all seriousness, if you want to support the channel, it's one of our favorite ways to do so. We got a ton of designs more popping up uh frequently. Not not like every single month, but pretty frequently there's something new and interesting to look at. So uh hey, if you want to support the nation, rock a little swag, show your pride. Uh, we very much appreciate you doing so. But uh but yes, friggin' A, First Blood Part 1. Good Boy. golly, Miss Molly. Yeah. Uh, that was so much better than I expected. That was a different tone, a different feel, a different movie. I've seen the art a lot. I've seen especially this Rambo First Blood Part 2 art a lot. Yeah. So I expected that movie. And I'm curious sure. if that movie is the movie I think it is because I haven't seen it either. And if enough of you want us to watch it, leave a comment below yes. and hit a like. But I do find uh, a lot of the 80s stuff is more my jam. Like when you Do you know what Letterboxd is? The, the website. The social media app? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Where, so, you, where you review movies yeah. and list movies and interact with cinephiles. Exactly. Sure. It is a, a snooty little hoity-toity, but very approachable They thing. have a specific knife design. Oh, I like by that. By Jimmy Lyle of the Arkansas Knifesmiths. Well, thank you, Jimmy Lyle. Filmed, and filmed in Panavision. Beautiful film film filmed rain. in Canada. You knew oh, it. You knew it. You knew it. But Portland is big. south. Uh, that said, uh, what was I saying? Uh... 
tone 80s. Oh, uh, so when I look at my letterbox, um, the 80s is my favorite decade. You can actually look at oh. like what you rate, what decades were strong, what comedy, drama. Like you can, It gives you tons of stats. Oh, it's cool. dope. And I've rated 2,600 or so movies. Dizzle. Uh, and yeah, so I went through like all of the movies that I had on AMC and actually rated when I saw them. And I went through and like all the movies. I literally went through the top 100 movies of each year, rated everything that I remembered. And nice. the 80s are always my top. Like the 80s is my jam. And I've found that the 80s movies I missed, this, Demolition Man, Judge Dredd, are my biggest surprises because I either miss them because of like it not being what my family watched growing up or yeah. I had the wrong impression yeah. of it and I didn't want to have that actor ruined for me. Sure. So it's been really cool, especially with this, uh, going back and, and watching stuff from that era that's actually better than I would have expected yeah. and still feeling like it, it actually makes me think the 80s is better than I already thought it was. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm also watching the greatest hits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Rambo's I, obviously got five of them. There are a lot of the earmarks of the 80s that, yeah, there are some that, that dip into wackiness and campiness and, and, and you know, the 80s cheese and coked out qualities that, that you might think of. But I think the But cream, I won't stumble upon, like, a Walmart 80s movie, most likely. So yeah. I'll be just seeing, I think, yeah, we're saying yeah, that. Yeah, the, the cream is particularly good for a decade that I think gets most of its flowers for like the nostalgia classics like you know, OET or things like yeah. that you know uh, and, and you know Amblin things that, that we're often hearkening back to uh, and you know the 80s I think it's easy to forget you know do have a certain edge of like real cinema. 41 that, years ago this movie came out. Yeah and, and, and real <laughs> cinema that like is congealing with a more marketable genre like an action movie or something like that you know and uh, and yeah, like it makes me fascinated to go back and, and in a film school kind of way, like yeah. you know, revisit the decade. Because too, one thing that fascinates me is is this is a, a 1982 or released in 1982. So you know, if you're thinking about decades and tonality, you know, you're sort of in that transition point where the style of the 70s is slowly giving way to the sensibility of the 80s and, and, and morphing into what the 80s, you know, kind of defining aesthetic might be, you know, when you get to like the middle of the decade. So here it's mm. like you do have certain earmarks that feel like, yes, this is an 80s movie, but it's being so early on in the decade, I feel like you still have a lot of that 70s sensibility where like, again, there is passage of time. There is a little bit of that like cinematic uh, you know, use of time, but I feel like for the most part, everything is like really immediate, and it all grows out of that immediate seed of like he's walking into town, uh, he sees his old friend's, uh, you know, mom or whoever that was. He goes and sees the relative of of you know his, uh, you know, ex brother in arms. The last we the, find out later, which is also one. I like that we waited to find that out. Yeah, totally. And then you know, and then he wanders into town guy tries to take him out of town and then slowly everything just kind of builds from there and and it grows into this thing where once you're at the end and you're back in town and everything's on fire like it does feel like this isn't even that long of a movie this is an hour and a half this it does is, so much more than an hour and a half yeah than i would have thought possible i feel like i watched a two hour like you a little know, over two uh, yeah but like not a two in a bad hour, way yeah in that way of like it's not dragging it just feels very substantial and it and f except for maybe one cut here or there it feels like well finessed and well edited and paced and all that stuff it, yeah. it really i love that everyone's arc made sense to them and we immediately knew the archetypes like yeah. we we get to grow more finding out like you know he's he's a bit all oh, that adds layers to it but very quickly we know what he stands for we very quickly know you know 
those cops. We very quickly like I liked that I didn't quite trust the general or the the colonel Troutman. But yeah. yeah, but I also like that you know where he was coming from still made sense. Even if he'd betrayed Rambo, I still would have been like I get where he came from. But sure. I I didn't like that I was judging him because I wanted to like him. So I liked that inevitably yeah, he did help. Like, you, know, you know, like as a ranking officer, are you gonna pull some kind of yeah some something where where you're trusting on our shared relationship versus for like what's right for the country because yeah. i could see it going that way and, sure. I, and i i also think it's really bold and and i consider the 80s a very pro cop era and this wasn't and i like that because i do think there is you give anyone power they can abuse it you give anyone with an ego a gun they can abuse it you can give anyone yeah. that's emotionally charged uh, about something that they don't quite understand they can abuse it and and it didn't paint them as mustache twirling it definitely made them look at times ignorant. It definitely made them like, you know, shoot first, ask questions later. But that's real life with a lot of people. So I like that it was not pro cop, but it also wasn't like this is just black and white villainy because it allowed the movie to feel way more interesting by the decisions that got made. Yeah. And I think it also allowed the movie to feel like there was weight and nuance in decisions Beyond even what we saw on screen, like I want to know more about a lot of things because it wasn't so transparent. Yeah, it's like I want to go back and look at some of the stuff with that main sheriff character because, I, like, he talks about you know also, it, it seems like he's an ex-soldier to some degree as well or has some of that experience because he talked about it like I couldn't uh, again. I want to go back and clarify whether he's just talking about like you know the the wartime as they say later was difficult on everyone but he's got like medals and stuff in his office and so part of me was thinking like it, it almost seems like you have two sides of a coin where it is like this guy has kind of been lucky enough to come back and do the dream in a way he lives in this like peaceful little mountain mm. town and is like completely removed from the realities of the conflict and and you know especially the view on soldiers at this point in time coming back from the vietnam war and stuff you know uh, uh it's almost like it's so extreme in his effort to, like, get this guy out of here. Don't want any of this in our peaceful, happy little town. And then you, on the flip side, you've got Rambo, who's like, I can't not be living in this. Ever, right, this is know? all I have for yeah. seven years. And, and when did the Vietnam War end? Oh, goodness. I see those are those yeah, are histor I, historical so elements. Sorry, I better audience, but I also like the 70s. I thought I thought it was mid 70s. Yeah. So when he said seven years ago, I was wondering if this was like real time. Sure. Because like that would have been seventy five, or when they filmed this, that would have been seventy four. Because they probably filmed it in eighty one. But I I do like that this felt like it was of its time. Like it felt like it was an early eighties, both in the filmmaking, but also the characters because of those ramifications. And and I do like that we had questions. Like I I like that we want to know more. Yeah. I am curious though if because this was so good, like ah. you've talked about with eighties movies, like is it diminishing returns? Because it's even Rambo is not called Rambo. It's called First Blood. The second one's called Rambo First Blood Part 2, making it like the guy you yeah. like. And by the third one, it's like Rambo 3. Like, does it get less nuanced? It, like, is it something that's <laughs> like, we're just going to shoot stuff in the third one? It looks like it from these posters it's that up, Amazon I thought the first one did. Us. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing is, is I feel like uh, I can imagine how this would easily and quickly shift into something that that. I would imagine maybe some level of aspiration toward relevant commentary in yeah. the following sequels to 
one degree or another. However, I can see that being very... I don't expect them to have this sensibility where I think it would just be like too dreary to franchise for people if you were always dealing with like the real weight of trauma mm. of these you know forgotten guys coming home and struggling to find a place in the world. Like I feel like some of that will be there, but I feel like it'll probably prioritize like him being a resourceful badass and it'll probably give you... I more would imagine explosions. more explosions and probably like more overtly. It's like this rides a good line in terms of like the police that, that you know, are sort of embroiled in the main part of this conflict, even before you have like the National Guard and stuff coming in. Like all those characters are riding a line where it's like they're not likable. We're not really in their corner ever. They're not really that sympathetic even. But there's something about them that, that like you said, isn't just like. Absolutely cartoony. Yeah. Whereas I expect in the future installments might, we will bad. have just like these are really bad guys, and we gotta see them die. Will we fight Russians? Because <laughs> like, it's the eighties. You know what I mean? Like it'll yeah. it'll get no disrespect to Russians, but like yeah, it, it yeah, gets into that yeah. time. It makes me curious, and yeah, I, I imagine that it'll become more lunky and ham-fisted with those elements, and maybe a bit more negligent with those elements. I don't think he has scars in the third one. Look at look at like it looks yeah. like he's just oiled up. And and that's the thing too is I bet it'll get shinier and it'll get more sort of Hollywood. Eye. Like this is an interesting time in cinema to me because it's like you have movies like this that have a lot of pulp and exploitable elements and things that make a blockbuster, make an action movie or whatever the genre is, but it's also like never really taking a break from the like stakes and the emotional pall that's cast over mm. everything like it's it's weird i think they did used to make these movies that have potential to be blockbusters or to appeal in ways that action movies in this case do but that are like always sort of being a film too yeah and i can see this turning into a thing where it's like no let's, it's let's make this of more film. of a movie now and and yeah so like I, I really like just yeah having all that to chew on and the fact that yeah there's so much about you know the the weird tension between everybody and you know, these this yeah, these guys who are forgotten and struggling and who, you know, everyone just wants to pass off. And I like that even though Troutman again is a comforting presence and the closest presence, he is, yeah, sort of removed and nobody really knows what the experience of this guy is. And it is heartbreaking because when he's monologuing at the end, it's like, yeah, man, that was a rough as, monologue. As, I mean, beautiful. Yeah, and as many legitimate reasons as there are to take issue with various wars and protest and, and and you know, protest those actions at the same time, there is a point that like you also just have no idea, unless you've been there, what it's like to be in those positions. And so it just makes you take pause, I think, and go like, yeah, how how do the rest of us, you know, the people for whom you are fighting, you know, for whom you're trying to give the privilege of a life without this level of extreme wanton violence and horror, yeah, you know, at the same time, how can there be a balance of appreciation, you know, when... Yeah, like your politicians and the people making the decisions about this stuff are not helping at all. Yeah, and, and a lot of people got thrown under the bus. Yeah, and everyone's trying to maintain this peaceful home state at the cost of, like, there's a poison in the well. It's at the cost of, you know, like, truly looking out for each other and truly embodying the thing we were fighting for the most and all this, like, mirrored imagery. I just love the way... You know, you start out, again, idyllic, beautiful, sunlit, you know, pond and, and farmhouse. And then the second he gets that bad news, is the weather all gets dreary. Yeah, he's walking in the shade. I loved you noticing yeah. that. I hadn't caught up on that. And the, and the, and the movie ends in, in a fiery suburb. Like yeah, it, it starts green and it ends bleak. Yeah, and then you go to the town and it's like, oh, but this is still, like, nice and cozy. And then Until it, it is. And it's increasingly more and more like a war zone. Yeah. And there's just, like, encampments and the National Guards. You know, just trucks. And that war and, can happen anywhere. Like, it brought war home. 
home and it yeah. made it feel like that town was like, you know, a war-torn little town that was so idyllic. Yeah, and in some ways, I mean, again, I am not an expert on like I want to I want to do at this stage of my life like a true deep dive back into history and and learn relearn some things, but it did seem like in a way almost th- this situation sort of mirrors this doomed endeavor that if from my understanding sort of was the Vietnam War sure. in that, you know, we went in some place and instead of leaving after a certain point when it seems maybe reasonable to do so, no, it's just like, we got to just keep on escalating this. We can't back down, you know, and that's very much what the cops are doing here. They're just like, we can't just let this go. You know, yeah. we got we to gotta show our display, our power and and convince ourselves, especially in the context here, that we have control and all that. Like, I don't know. Yeah, this is so much more rich than expected. I want more. More. Audience, if you'd like to watch Rambo First Blood Part 2, please yeah. leave a comment below. Please, if you're still watching this, leave a like on your way out. Please leave a comment on the way out telling us which of the Rambos is your favorite without spoilers. And if you want us to watch anything else in this vein, I've been enjoying this 80s kick, so please let us know what else you'd like us to get into. And hit that subscription bell so that we know that you want us to and you can get notified about us watching those very things. That is going to do it for this episode of John and Coy Watch Cool Stuff. We got a patron. Want to shout out? You want to shout out Ricardo Martinez? I would love to shout Give out some Ricardo Martinez. To our man Ricardo Martinez. Ricardo Martinez. Not only is your name beautifully syllabic Ooh. as it goes through, not only does it include a Z, which is not a common thing. I got a Y in my name. I like in these hey, unique letters hey. sprinkled in there, but. But Ricardo Martinez sounds like you could give Ricky Martin a run for his money. Ooh. And I feel like there's just like Ricky Martin, Ricardo Martinez. It feels like a an escalation. Like he's the charmeleon to Ricky Martin's Charmander. You oh, know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's the evolution. the evolution. Like Ricky Martin short for Ricardo Martinez. Even he wishes, more hip shaking. Right? Even more roses clenched Maybe in the teeth. even Charizard. Ooh. I don't know Ricardo, but I might give him Charizard. He's a holographic Charizard. Yeah, like friend. he's got that, that uniqueness. Because, you know, Ricky Martin's short for Ricardo Martinez because he's evolved into his fully fledged self. We appreciate your humbleness, your graciousness, your generosity, and your dope-ass name. Dope-ass name. Thank you so much for being here, buddy. We are grateful for you. Be well, people. See you soon.